0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit for Life Within Julie podcast. This time it is just me because I had something. I really wanted to pop on and chat about, and that is the scales. If you are someone that weighs in and you feel really frustrated if the scales go down or you feel really excited when the scales go up, maybe you let the scales dictate how you feel and you're feeling a little bit disheartened going into February thinking, you know what, I haven't lost any weight through January. I feel like I'm not progressing and this podcast is for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the signs that show that you are obsessed with the scales. I hope that this podcast helps at least one of you out there to recognize that there is so much more to a fitness journey than just seeing the scales go down. So today I'll be covering five to 10 different signs that are showing that you might possibly need to take a step away from the scales. Let's get into it. Number one, starting off with daily weigh-in rituals. Now, I am definitely someone that has, I guess, succumbed to doing this at times on my fitness journey. Even recently, I've had to put the scales away and just trust the process. So when we talk about daily weigh-ins, there are two different ways that you could use the scales. One would be to weigh in every day and take an average for the week, or maybe you weigh in a few times across the week and then you take an average. Another way would be that you only weigh in, you know, every two weeks when you're checking in with your coach once a month and you just see what the number is when you step on that scale getting an average is a really good way for you to understand where your weight is trending over the course of you know weeks and months whereas if you weigh in only once a week or once a fortnight or once a month it might fluctuate based on how much food you ate the day before so you're not really getting an accurate reading over time because so many things are going to result in the scales going up or down Now, weighing in daily to take an average is awesome for you to see that your weight will fluctuate every day. It's very uncommon for your weight to stay the exact same every single day. Sometimes it does happen, but more likely than not, your weight is going to fluctuate, give or take a pound or two or a kilo or so across the week. So when we talk about weighing in, if you find that you have, number two, extreme reactions to weight changes, so you're feeling extremely happy when the scale goes down, or you're feeling really frustrated when the scale goes up or stays the same, maybe it dictates how you feel in terms of your mood for the day ahead, then, you know, weighing in every day might not be for you. So If you are weighing in every day and you're feeling quite obsessive about that, it might be a sign for you to put the scales away. The extreme reactions to weight changes, it's fine if you're happy to weigh in daily and take an average and you don't really have any emotions towards the scale number and you just see it as data that you log and then you forget about for the rest of the day. That's fine. But if you are noticing that you've got these kind of emotional reactions to the scale each day, then it might be best that you again put the scales away. Number three, rigid dieting and exercise regimes. I'm not talking about tracking your macros and following a plan from you know, myself or a plan that you've created yourself. I'm talking about letting the scales dictate how much you eat for the day or maybe how much exercise you do for a day. So for example, if you have a big meal on a Sunday night, you weigh in on a Monday and for whatever reason, the scale has gone up a kilo, we know you haven't just gained fat overnight. It's likely that you've still got the food in you from the night before but if that then leads you to want to over exercise and under eat the next day that's a sign that you need to take a step back from the scale so of course you know if you do have a fat loss goal we want to be monitoring our intake we want to be making sure that we're hitting our steps and moving our bodies but if the scale number is leading you to do anything extreme or you know I guess, encouraging you to do more workouts or under-eat on a certain day, then it's best that you ignore the scales and put them away. Number four, Ignoring non scale victories. If you have been following my journey for a long time, or if you've worked with me or are currently working with me on the And Julie Fit Squad, Fit with And Julie, you'll know that I am a huge encourager of focusing on the non scale victories. Focusing solely on the number on the scales is really going to neglect you. From enjoying all the other benefits that come from taking care of your body so what is a non-scale victory it's pretty simple it is a victory that is not related to the scale so maybe it's that you have more energy your clothing's fitting better your overall well-being is just improving maybe you're getting stronger in the gym you're running around with your kids more you're feeling less puffed walking up the stairs All these things are great non-scale victories, even improvement and confidence in how you walk and how you feel in and outside of the gym or with your home workouts are all huge wins and they are something to be celebrated. So please don't get so caught up on the scales that you let that detract from how you're feeling outside of that. I'll use myself as an example. My weight has been staying the same for the past week and I thought, you know what? I need to put the scales away. So put the scales away because every time I've done this in the past, even on a cock prep, after not weighing in, the scales tend to come down later on down the track as long as I'm nailing all my habits. So... I thought, you know what, I'm not going to weigh in today. I went into the gym and without knowing my weight, I felt so much better. I looked in the mirror. I felt like I looked leaner. I felt better. But for the past few days prior, knowing that even though I was nailing all my habits, my weight was staying the same, it impacted how I felt about myself. And I am very self-aware, you know, I know that that's not healthy. I know that that's a sign they need to put the scales away and then we're bam I stopped weighing in today, I looked in the mirror, and I felt good in my own skin because I'm not relying on a silly number on the scale to dictate how I should or shouldn't feel. If you nail all your habits and you do the work each day consistently, the results will come and the scales don't actually matter. So um, I really want you to pay attention to those non-scale victories. One for me would be... You know, hitting my steps even when I don't feel like it and also sleeping better. I found that I've been sleeping through the night recently without waking up, which is great. Also, Mr. Bronco, our puppy, is sleeping until five most days. So I'm a- actually able to sleep in till past 4 30, which is nice. Number five, this kind of ties into what I just explained about myself defining self worth by your weight. You are so much more than. A number on a scale so if you are leaning a number on the scale going up tell you that you're not good enough this is a surefire sign that you need to put the scales away and I felt like that was happening to me and first of all I thought maybe I shouldn't talk about this because maybe it makes me not a good coach no I'm only human and I do want to open up about how I feel on my journey because I started my social media to share my journey and that's why I wanted to come out with this podcast here in New Zealand on a Friday before the week in Rosam, for those of you that need it, I felt like the scales were defining my worth. And if I was to... You know, go back to my 18-year-old self and look at where I am right now in this very point, regardless of a number on the scale. I would be so proud of myself. And not because of a number on the scale, but because I never gave up on myself on my fitness journey. I've been on my journey for over 10 years now. I'm stronger, I feel good, I nourish my body, yeah. I have a really good relationship with food where I don't overeat. I feel like I'm in such a good place, and the younger me would be really proud of myself. So If you are just starting your fitness journey or if you've been on your fitness journey for a long time, please know that no one actually cares what the number on the scale is but you and eventually I don't want you to, you know, worry about that number on the scales too. In the ideal world, my goal is actually to be heavier but look leaner as I progress, because I don't want to be the same weight every time I end a shred. Ideally, I want to be heavier, but look better because it means that I've built muscle and muscle is more dense than fat. So if I have more weight, but I have more muscle, I'm going to look better than if I had more fat and less muscle at the same weight. I hope that makes sense. Body composition comes down to how much muscle mass you have and how much fat mass you have. Hopefully that's clear. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the next one, ignoring all your other health metrics. So sometimes people get so fixated on getting to a certain number of the scales that they're actually forgetting about everything else as to why they started their journey. For example, someone starts a fitness journey because they want to sleep better. They want to have more energy. They want to feel good in their clothes. They want to have a better relationship with food. Yes, maybe they wanted to lose fat, but once they get to a certain point and then they start to keep pushing into a deficit and keep trying to increase their steps and workouts and things like that, they'll notice that they're more hungry. They don't sleep as well. I know at my leanest, I woke up in the night like chewing on an earplug. I've talked about that before. That was my worst comp prep ever, my New Zealand prep in 2019. I was absolutely miserable all the time. I was so hungry. I lost my cycle. All these health metrics were telling me that I needed to get out of a deficit and I needed to gain some fat back. And after that competition, boy, oh boy, did I do that. So um when people get so caught up focusing on the scales, they actually forget about why they started their fitness journey. So please don't let a number determine, you know, as to whether or not you should keep pushing into a deficit. If you are losing your cycle, you're hungry all the time, you're struggling to adhere to a calorie deficit, you have no energy, you're finding that you're reaching for extra snacks here and there and you're rebelling against the calorie deficit, then it's time to get out of a deficit and focus on overall well being and health. There is no rush to reach a certain body shape. Of course, if you have a physique competition, it's very different. Or if you have a special event like a wedding that you really want to look a certain way for, that's a different story. But for the general population that really just want to feel good in their own skin, there's no rush to get to that point. So please make sure that you don't neglect your other health metrics. Losing your cycle is a big sign that your hormones aren't happy and something needs to change. Number seven, Comparison with others. I've always said that comparison is the thief of all joy. And I truly believe this. If you are comparing your weight and progress to other people, whether it's friends, family, myself, other coaches, influencers on social media, this can sometimes fuel in a feeling of inadequacy and it can end up perpetuating an unhealthy competition rather than focusing on your individual health goals and progress. So what I mean by this is, If you are, you know, on the squad or you're on Instagram and you're not working with me and you see someone else's, you know, lost 10 kilos and they're celebrating this big milestone, but you might only have, you know, two kilos to lose and your goal is to actually work on body recomposition and building muscle. There's no point comparing your journey to theirs because you have different goals. It's like comparing your journey to someone that's on a comp prep, you know, three weeks out from a show and they've been dieting for 16 weeks already and you've just started your journey. It's not going to make you feel good if you're looking at them and expecting to have the results that they have when you're just not at the same level as them so I think it's really important that you are aware of the thoughts you are you know saying to yourself in your head and if you're looking at other people on social media you recognize that you don't actually know what they've gone through to get to where they are so they could be dieting for 20 weeks for a competition they could be really struggling with you know eating disordered behaviors they could be struggling with an energy level sleep their relationship with food, themselves, self-confidence, all these different things. The number one thing you can focus on is yourself, your actions, and then your progress from there. It is always you versus you. Even when I'm competing... I am not looking at what anyone else is doing. I wouldn't know who is stepping on that stage with me come show day because I'm so focused on my habits and what I can do to become my best version of me. And that's all you can do in your fitness journey. Yes, it's fine to look at other people as inspiration of what's possible when you work hard and you put in the time and investment into yourself long term. But otherwise, the best thing you can do is just focus on you and your goals. Now, Number eight, you are taking extreme measures to manipulate your weight. Things like excessive fasting, dehydration, using diuretics or laxatives to try and manipulate your weight short term is a sign that one, maybe you need to speak to a professional about how you're feeling about yourself and your relationship to food and weight and exercise and things like that but also it can be really dangerous and harmful to your physical and mental health so if you are finding that you know you weigh in on a day and your weight's up so then you want to cut your calories or not eat for a prolonged period of time that is a really big sign that maybe it's time for you to reach out for help and to definitely take the batteries out of the scale and just put them away because it's not helping you if anything it's doing more harm than good Number nine, avoidance of social situations. So this one I'm going to talk about a little bit more because I know that a lot of people really struggle when it comes to achieving their health and fitness goals and social occasions. For example, the girls invite you out on a Saturday night to go out for dinner and drinks. I don't want you to feel like because you've got health and fitness goals, you can't go out with the girls and enjoy a night out because you totally can. Now, what you do on the night out is going to vary based on your goals. Someone that is on 2,500 calories in a build muscle phase is going to find it very easy to go out on a Saturday night and enjoy some food and some drinks and still stay on track with their calorie goal for the week. Someone that is on, say, 1400, 1500 calories per day that has a fat loss goal with a very specific time frame is not going to be able to enjoy that night like someone with the higher calories would. Now, it is up to you to decide what is most important to you. If you have something in a very short time frame, such as some of my women are working on pageants coming up in 10 weeks time, some want to go on to compete, uh, maybe some have a photo shoot in 12 weeks time, What you do now actually matters. So it is important that if you are going out with the girls, you set some boundaries with yourself. When you go out for dinner, are you having an entree main dessert? Are you just having a dinner? Are you going to have a glass of wine? Are you going to have, you know, vodka with some sugar-free Sprite Zero, whatever it is. It is important that you set boundaries and you stick to what you said you do. If, for example, I was on comp prep, there is no chance I'd be drinking any alcohol. And chances are, if I'm 12 weeks out from prep, I might not, from a competition, I might not mind eating out, but that might look like, you know, meat and vegetables or seafood and vegetables. And that's it. No dessert, no entree, no alcohol. And I just drink water. And I'm happy to do that because it is about spending time with loved ones, not the food on my plate in front of me or the drink in my hand. Also, my friends and family are very supportive of my goals and they know that competing to me is important. And when I do it, I am 100% all in. If you are someone that is on a fat loss phase, you know you're celebrating a very special occasion, maybe you graduated, maybe it's your birthday, maybe it's a special date night with hubby um, or wifey for your anniversary, then it might be a little bit different. You might say to yourself, look, I haven't had a meal out all month, I really want to go out and enjoy this dinner, I'm going to have a glass of wine, a dinner, and maybe we'll share a dessert. Everyone is going to handle social events differently but if you are someone that is trying to achieve a goal and you feel like you can't enjoy any kind of social situation because you don't trust yourself to stay on track then something needs to change. So if you're working one-on-one with me as a VIP client, that is something that I would work through with you around the mindset on that. If you're someone that is struggling with this right now and you need help with that, you can apply for my VIP one-on-one coaching. I'll put the link in the description below um, this podcast. But in terms of social situations, like I said, everyone has different goals. So it's going to vary based on what your goal is and your time frame. Again if you're on high calories it's a lot easier and for certain people social situations are challenging and on a prep I would find it easier to invite friends around to my house and prepare something for them so that I can stick to my nutrition and food that they would like but then I might have my meal prep that still looks good and tastes good but it's just making sure that I've accounted for everything on that plate. Now lastly number 10. Continued obsession with the scales despite negative consequences. So what am I talking about when I talk about this? I am referring to if you are weighing in and you are feeling so obsessed about the scales and it's leading you to have anxiety every single night before you go to bed or when you wake up to step on the scales. the scales you're feeling depressed you're noticing that you've got a deterioration with your relationships around you whether it's your partner because you're not going out for date nights maybe it's that you're always hangry because you're trying to stick to these extreme measures so that the scales come down that is a definite sign that you need to step away from the scales but also that you should reach out for professional help i've spoken about it before and i actually went to therapy after my new zealand competition just to help with my relationship with food and exercise and all of that. And it helped me hugely. And I am not shy in suggesting that to anyone or talking about it on my podcast. If I do think that a client needs to reach out for more professional help because they're struggling with their relationship with food, that's something that I would recommend. And it's never anything personal. It's just something that is so beneficial. And I think that we're in 2024 now. It's February. People are so much more open now about talking about therapy and saying that they go to it. There's no stigma around it. And I am, yeah, just really pro for therapy. If you feel like you need someone to talk to about certain situations in your life that you just can't talk to your family and friends or partner about. So anyway, that is kind of everything I wanted to talk about is 10 signs that you are obsessing over the scales. Now, what made me talk about this is not only that I was finding that I was developing a funny relationship with the scales just recently but also i've noticed a few clients and a few people online that have messaged me through instagram letting me know that all through january they've been working hard but they're feeling frustrated because the scales haven't come down now think about what you've just gone through december is a crazy month for most people you have christmas you have new years you might have taken a week to get started in january and your body's probably still adjusting to everything so please don't stress if the scales have not come down yet think to think about though are going to be how accurate are you being with your nutrition are you weighing and tracking everything are you sleeping seven to nine hours per night because this takes a huge toll on our bodies sleep is so important for our hormones our digestion and everything else so again are you tracking your intake accurately are you sleeping seven to nine hours are you being consistent with your steps, your water, your training? All these things really matter and I don't come on the podcast with Ross, you know, every week to remind you of these habits for no reason. They are set there for a reason and if you are consistent with everything, the results will come. So stay consistent, keep working hard, be patient. Focus on those non-scale victories. Make sure you're taking progress photos because sometimes the scales might not shift, but you look totally different in your progress photos. If you have any questions at all for me, feel free to drop it on the podcast question box. I'll put it up on Spotify. Or of course, you can send me a message on Instagram and Julie underscore fit for life. I'll put a link in the description on this podcast. I absolutely love doing these. I enjoy doing them with Ross as well. But this one I was just really passionate about as... You could tell, and I wanted to get it out as soon as possible. I don't feel like Ross cares about the scales, so he probably wouldn't have much to say on this. But anyway, I hope you have a beautiful February. If you need any help with your goals, you know where to find me, fitwithandJulie.com.